It can be daunting to try to increase the amount of content that you're able to publish as a content creator. We all know that the more high quality content you can publish, the more chances you have of ranking on Google and reaching your ideal readers. Luckily, there are some tricks that you can use to make creating more content easier for you. In today's episode, I'm sharing a ton of tips and tricks that you can use to publish more high quality content this year. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hey friends, and welcome back to the podcast. Finally, I do not think I have been so excited to be able to record a podcast episode for you guys again for so many reasons. First of all, happy new year. It is a few weeks into the new year, but this is the first episode of the new year. So happy 2023. I am just very excited to be finally healthy enough to be able to sit here and record a podcast for you guys and also just to start off the new year with this topic of creating more content and making that process a lot easier than it might seem like it would be. If you are a brand new listener to the podcast, thank you so much for being here for this week's episode and I hope that you will get so much value out of learning about how to create more content easily. My name is Madison Wetherill, and I'm the founder and CEO of Grace and Vine Studios. Over at Grace and Vine, we specialize in building custom brands and websites for food bloggers looking to take their business to the next level and looking to make a bigger impact with their food blog. If that is you and you are considering a redesign or rebranding this year, we would love to chat with you to get you on the schedule as soon as possible as we are quickly filling up this quarter with new clients and we are super excited to be diving into these new brands. You can always head over to our website at graceandvinestudios.com to check out our services and how we work with clients, catch up on old podcast episodes, and just learn more about our team and how we work. So again, you can go over to graceandvinestudios.com, click on the services tab, or just browse the new website that we just redesigned in the last couple of months to just learn everything that you need to know about working with us in the future. Now, lastly, before we dive into today's content, because there is a lot to cover today, I just want to share my little personal note for this week's episode. I always love to share at least one little personal note because like I am always encouraging you guys, it is important for you guys to know who's behind the mic or in your case, who's behind the blog as you are getting to know your audience. And so I like to make sure that I do that as well. So for this week, I just have to reiterate the fact that I'm just super excited to be getting into the swing of things after a very long December of having more sick days than we had healthy days. You can hear my voice is still not quite there, but it sounds a lot better than it did. So I'm just really excited for a new year and new routines. I have been spending a lot of time just thinking about my ideal week as well as sort of our ideal weekend schedule as a family and I'm really excited to try some things out and just kind of perfect what we want our situation and our schedule to look like from week to week with all the things that we have going on. So I'm just excited for the newness of a new year and seeing what it has to offer. Okay so today 
we are talking about creating more content. Now, this is something that can feel super daunting as a food blogger because creating more content obviously requires a lot of work. Maybe you feel like you don't have enough time to create more content. And over the last year and a half or so of working with my blog manager, which I talked a little bit about in the blog growth plan for this year, a couple episodes back, I've learned a lot about creating more content without necessarily feeling like you are doing more work or double the work just to be able to create more content. And so I actually asked her to help me outline this episode so that I could be giving you guys super actionable tips on creating more content more effectively and hopefully without overwhelm or stress, just really getting down to being more effective with your time so that you can create more content with ease. So in this episode, we're going to cover some tips and ways that you can save time in all of the different areas of blogging. So things from planning to recipe development to photography, we're going to cover a little bit of everything here. And if I end up being a little bit too surface level with this, I might record another episode on this topic. We'll see how this goes, because as you guys know, I like to keep the episode short and sweet, but there is a lot to cover in today's episode. So let's jump in. So tip number one is to make the old new again. Now, this might be obvious to a lot of you, but it's really important to reiterate. So I'm going to just cover this as our first step. Republishing or even simply updating old blog posts can help you create new search-worthy content without having to do a lot of new work when it comes to recipe development. This can mean that you are either updating photos, the text in the blog post, or maybe you're updating both. This is a reminder to always make sure that you're checking your traffic and rankings before you decide on what to update and make sure that you're not touching those top three posts or posts that are showing up in the top three results, or at least making sure that you're being very intentional with what you are updating in those blog posts before you kind of go crazy and delete the whole thing and start from scratch. Looking at your old content with an eye for SEO specifically is a great way to revisit these blog posts and make them fresher. This can also be blog posts that are super old and you might know the recipe itself is great, but the blog post itself needs a lot of work. You can also just update and add new sections like how to freeze the recipe or reheat it, how to substitute a special ingredient or tips for making the recipe to follow a certain diet. You can also look at old comments on this blog post and see if you can add the answer to people's questions in the text of the blog post itself. I would highly recommend timing yourself and see how long an update usually takes you because I bet you could easily squeeze in two to four of these in the time that it takes you to create one brand new blog post from scratch. Tip number two is to work through your backlog of posts that you might have already tested, photographed, and just haven't published yet. The other day I was going through my Lightroom library to export some photos that I had been working on and I found a recipe that I developed almost three years ago that never made it to my blog. So if you're anything like me, maybe you have some secret recipes and photos that you've already taken that might be sitting in your Lightroom catalog that you could easily turn into a blog post overnight. So if you're like me and you have these secret recipes you never published, or maybe you just have really focused on recipe development and photography for a while, put your new content on hold while you get through that backlog. It is going to feel really good to not only take a break from the recipe development and photography that you've been focusing on, but also to get some blog posts done and get some momentum. That snowball effect of knocking these out is going to help you have the motivation that you need to get more done. Now you could also kind of 
flip-flop and do one new blog post and one backlog blog post if you want to kind of make progress on both things. But either way, really going through the backlog of either recipes or photos that you already have is going to help you to get through things faster. Tip number three is to look for hidden treasures within the recipes that you already have. So what I mean by hidden treasures here is looking for recipes within a recipe that you could create into their own blog post. So look at your content that you already have and see if you have supporting recipes that you can create around those blog posts that already exist without doing a ton of other work. So for example, let's say that you have a taco recipe already on your website. And in that recipe, you have directions for making your own taco seasoning. Or maybe you have a cake recipe that includes a unique frosting recipe. Think about it. These are recipes that you have already tested and photographed, and you likely can even use the exact same images or just take a few extra images the next time you make that particular recipe. So go through your blog posts with this eye and see if there are any hidden recipes that you could turn into completely new blog posts. Now, a pro tip here is when you are planning your content, plan for these in advance as you are you know, planning and strategizing which recipes you're going to be creating because then you can basically create two blog posts from just one idea. Once you have these, add them to your content calendar and be sure to space them out so that you are balancing the recipes that are going to take you more time versus the recipes like these hidden treasures that are going to be much faster to pull together. Tip number four is to write supporting posts that do not need recipe development. You guys know that I talk about creating resource-based content a lot, but as you are looking through and auditing your content, one of the first things that you can look for is gaps within your content itself. You can be looking for both recipes and non-recipes that don't require additional recipe development. These posts could be supporting information, or you can also take entire sections of one blog post and expound upon it in another post. So for example, you might have a blog post that talks about steak, and in one of the sections or in the frequently asked questions section, you might describe how to properly reheat it in the oven or in another method in that section of the blog post. You could take it one step further and write an entire blog post about how to reheat leftover steak in the oven, the microwave, or on the stovetop. And then you could even write a roundup of recipes that use leftover steak. You can see how I took one small idea from a blog post and made it fit into at least two other blog posts that are going to be much easier to write. I can use the exact same photos from my original blog post about the steak, and all I'm really having to do is just do the writing for this new post. Another example, if you have a baking blog, is you might discover that you need a post on how to make your own cake flour substitute. For a different cooking site, maybe it's how to cook rice perfectly. For a grilling section on your website, maybe you have an FAQ on common grilling problems or a roundup of the best grilling tools. You could pull that content out of that blog post and create a brand new blog post around it. Another way to think about these posts are the ones that you would link to in all of your posts of that category that will help you become an expert on a certain topic. So going back to the idea of the grilling blog post, if I have one blog post that's common grilling problems, all of my grilling recipes going forward can link back to that common grilling problem blog post, which is going to make me stand out as an expert in grilling. Tip number five is to double up on recipes. So when you are developing recipes and photographing them, group like things together. This is going to save you so much time and money at the grocery store, not to mention the time that you spend 
prepping your ingredients, making the recipes, photographing them, and don't forget doing the dishes too. You can do this in a few different ways. One way is to get things that go together in one dish. So for example, you can not only write about a finished cake recipe, but you can also write blog posts about the frosting or the filling that that cake uses. Instead of just writing about one delicious chicken dish, you can also write an entire blog post about the rub or the marinade that you use, as well as a recipe that might use those chicken leftovers like a soup, salad, or tacos. Instead of just writing about spaghetti and meatballs, you can also write an additional blog post about how to make the perfect spaghetti, how to make marinara sauce, or how to make the meatballs themselves. All of these examples break down elements of the same recipe to create more blog posts. You might need to take a few extra photos during this process to make it work as its own blog post, but that is going to be so much easier than just creating each of these on different days. Another way to get more posts out of one recipe shoot is sharing ingredients. This is going to help you cut costs, but also waste less. So this may look like making three cocktails that use cranberry juice in one day, making tacos, taco casserole, and taco soup with the same toppings, or making a few variations of chocolate chip cookies with the same base recipe. This method also helps you to get similar ingredients and props out, and it can even help cut down time on washing those dishes. All of this is really just a method of batching your tasks. And if you want to hear more about how batching tasks can save you time, you can head back to episode 109 to learn about how batch working works and again, how it can save you so much time and just brain space in general. Tip number six is going to help you actually write faster. And this is to turn off your distractions. If you have ever heard of the Pomodoro method, this is a really great technique for focusing in and getting things done really effectively. The Pomodoro method is one that I have used for years. And basically what you do is you decide that you are going to focus on one task for 20 minutes. After that 20 minutes is up, you take a short break before picking up the same task or starting another one for another 20 minutes. This basically allows you to do a little bit of a sprint followed by a brain break for five minutes or so. And this really helps you to just have tunnel vision and get things done. You can adjust this time from 15 minutes to 30 minutes, whatever makes the most sense for you and whatever feels like the amount of time that you need to really focus into a task. But the point is that you are turning off distractions and focusing on that task at hand. You can also set up focus modes on your iPhone so that you can get into a really great headspace without those extra distractions and turn on that do not disturb so that you can completely focus at the task at hand and you will be so surprised at how much more quickly you can get things done. One of my friends makes this a little bit of a game and a challenge with herself and she will try to beat her timer in finishing a task that maybe she's dreading doing or just really needs to focus on. So she'll set a 20 minute timer and see if she can complete the task or complete writing the blog post in that 20 minutes. Tip number seven is to double up on writing. This is a similar mindset to making recipes that are similar, but in this case you will write blog posts that are similar. So let's say that you're writing that cake recipe that we talked about. Go ahead and write the full blog post for the entire cake, the frosting and the filling all in that blog post together. But then in that same sitting, you're going to take pieces of that blog post that you just created and build the posts out for the frosting and the filling separately. You don't necessarily want to copy and paste directly, but you can paraphrase and rephrase elements of the blog post and make sure that you are answering all of the reader's questions that they would have about that specific element. 
This really helps you to get in a flow state where you're thinking about only one thing, that cake recipe, and you're not thinking about writing the different parts at different times. If you try this and you practice this regularly, I bet that you will be able to write all three of those blog posts much faster than if you did them in separate occurrences. Tip number eight is to reuse parts of your content. When you're writing about the same content over and over again, you can save time by banking your own content to use it again. You can start a document that has snippets that you can reuse and rewrite across many blog posts. It could be descriptions of a specialty ingredient that you use in a lot of your blog posts, or it could be a short list of your favorite brands of a certain ingredient with affiliate links. It might be a quick tip on how much salt to use when you salt water for pasta, or it could be a little reminder about food safety if you're working with eggs or meat. Now, if you plan to tweak those elements in each post, then saving them in a document that you can easily access on your computer is really effective and quick. Another thing that you can do is save these tips as Gutenberg blocks. Then every time that you have a blog post about pasta, all you have to do is add in that pasta tip right into your blog post quickly and easily. Okay, tip number nine is one of my favorites, and this is to outsource, outsource, and outsource some more. Another way that you can create more content is to not create the content by yourself, but to create less content on your own. Think of it this way. If you could spend less time on something like editing videos because you hired someone to do it for you, then you can spend more time doing something else like writing or photography. If you hired a VA to input your blog posts into WordPress and do all the tedious little tasks like adding the links and inserting photos and writing the alt text, you can spend more time editing your YouTube videos or your social media posts. You could also invest in something like a grocery delivery service so that you can save time driving to the store and doing the shopping. Instead, you could do that time preparing for your day of recipe development or a photo shoot. You can even consider hiring an in-person assistant to help you with your day of photo shoots and recipe development, and that person can help you with styling and bringing you food props or just helping you do the dishes along the way. I did this last month and I was absolutely amazed at how much we were able to accomplish in just a few hours because I had that extra set of hands. There are a ton of different ways that you can look into outsourcing. We have covered this in a few different episodes in the podcast. One episode was episode 111, where I talked about unusual ways to outsource. And then episode 99, where I interviewed Andrew Wilder about building your website team. My biggest tip for figuring out what would be the biggest bang for your buck when it comes to outsourcing is to track your time. If you've been listening for a while, I know we've talked about this so many times, but when you track the tasks that you're doing, you see how the little tasks add up into minutes and hours and even days worth of work. If you're spending an hour every week pinning to Pinterest, that's an hour that you could get back if you hired it out. And if you spend four hours writing four blog posts each week, and it takes you four hours to shoot two recipes, you could essentially double the amount of recipes that you shoot if you hired someone to help you write blog posts. So look for those little things that you're spending time on that really add up in the big picture. Those are the best things to outsource. I hope this episode has helped you to start thinking of creative ways that you can save time that will help you to produce more content. I'm going to go over them one more time because I know there was a lot packed into this episode. Tip number one is to update or republish old blog posts for quick SEO wins. Tip number two is to whittle down your backlog of posts that are partially done. Tip number three, look for posts that you already have published that have other recipes built into the original recipes that you can split into new posts. 
Tip number four is to write blog posts that don't need additional recipe development or photography. Tip number five, batch together your recipe development and photography to save time and money on ingredients. Tip number six, turn off all distractions while you are writing or doing computer work. Tip number seven is to write similar or related posts in the same day while your brain is in that space. Tip number eight is to reuse parts of your content that you repeat over and over again and save them in an easy to access place. And finally, tip number nine is to outsource the little tasks to make more time for content creation or make time for other important things you need to do or just things that you want to spend your time on. I cannot wait to hear how you save time creating more content this year, and I hope that you will share how it's going with me over on Instagram. You can always connect with me over there at Grace and Vine. I think these tips are really going to help you to create more content without having more stress or double the time to be able to double the amount of content that you are creating. All right, food bloggers, until next week, I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.